In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. When was the last time story on how God has used your hurt? Well, I would rather not reminisce about my hurts. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, welcome to GirlfriendIt, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Lisa and Patty, and today we're talking about various hurts that as women we deal with, Hurts from relationships, from maybe a hubby or a friend. A friend, yes. Hurts, um, just even betrayal. Here's a hurt, there's a hurt, everywhere hurt, hurt. Well, and it seems like you can't escape hurts. If you're going to live a life, you're going to live with pain and hurt and some kind of suffering. But this is not going to be a downer show, as I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. All your hurts, just pour them out, baby. <laughs> Stay with us because we're going to be talking beyond the hurts. And that's what's amazing. We have some amazing women on today that are going to be talking about sharing authentically the, the, hope, the, hope, the hope from the hurt. From the hurt. Absolutely. And our first guest is Debbie Brewington, and she's the owner of One Wing Boutique. Welcome, Debbie. It's awesome to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I think so. I'm not quite sure what you all are going to ask me, but I'm I know. We're going to with all your pain, Deb, in front of <laughs> thousands of listeners. It's okay, though. <laughs> it is. It is okay. Hey, we I'm hope ready. you have a cup of coffee and you know your your Java jolt right now. We we do. Just sit back and relax because uh, this is just girlfriend time and just sharing our heartbeats. And we know that um, you're just you're just you know your heart. We just want to hear from it. So we know that you've had a kind of a tough couple of years. And we know as women, we go through seasons in our lives where some are you know some are going really great and some are kind of take us you know, by surprise. Can you just kind of share with us a, kind of your journey the past couple of years? Well, let's see. Not to get into too many details, um, I was married for almost 13 years, and I would say for the last six of it, I was praying for God to either change my husband's heart or to release me from a very broken marriage. And it's one of those things where, you know, the verse says, be still, be still, but it's very, very hard when you watch your kids going through a situation that is really almost unlivable. But I really was waiting for direction from God because I know God hates divorce. And I had a thriving business, a, a different Christian boutique called Heaven's Glory, and that was, you know, at the top of the top, the epitome of what I could want for my, you know, personal life, work life. But I was miserable, and I was very broken. And long story short, um, in a matter of three different incidences that happened, in a, in a total of three different days. It's kind of a long story, but God did give me my relief, release. And 
told me to walk away and also shut my business. So within 30 days, I not only closed the doors of my store, but I filed for divorce. And as a Christian woman, mother, and business owner, that did not go over very well (laughs) with a lot of people in my circle, which I completely understand. Although those that knew me very well knew, you know, firsthand what I was going through and what the kids were going through were finally cheering. They had wanted me to leave years ago. So the long and short of it is the divorce was final um, two years ago this February. So it just had the two-year anniversary this past February of 2011. And I can say that I never would have expected that God could have brought me where I where I am now because I, I have felt like the last, you know, two years, three years, really, I have been in the trenches. And I've, I always tell my friends I've been living under a rock. People are like, well, where'd you go, Debbie? I'm like, well, I'm barely surviving. But, the, you know, the verse about beauty from ashes, that is so true, and I'm a living example of that. And, you know, I'm flawed and broken, but it's in those times when God allows you to go in the trenches that you then really need him. You know, when things are going great, we don't need God as much, and we're not as as apt to call out to him and to really get face down and, and to seek him. And I am so grateful and thankful for all that has happened, and it's made me who I am today. And I, I just have a different perspective on on the Lord and on my faith and on, you know, relationships and divorce, unfortunately. So that's the short version. <laughs> I love, um, I mean, I don't love that you had to go face down, but I love, I love how you said, you know, you have to go face down sometimes to seek him. And that is so true. I think in our culture, we just have so much. I mean, we truly, we live an abundant life through so much affluence sometimes. And um, we don't really need him. And sometimes it, it takes that, that total, you know, betrayal, abandonment, or, you know, whatever that hurt is to go, okay, God, I cannot wake up in the morning. I absolutely mm-hmm. need you to pour into me. And it's interesting that you were under a rock for two years. What what took place in the, in that two-year time? Because I know even with Lisa and I, we, yeah, we did not see you. <laughs> yes. You know, nobody saw me. I was in, you know, in the sense in my little world, not, not on a grand scheme, but in the public eye just because I had a store. So I was an open target for people out of love, no doubt, to come in and judge what I was doing. And so I got a lot of, you know, Bible verses flung in my face, and I knew those verses more than those people that were showing them to me. <laughs> I had studied every verse on marriage and all of that. And um, and so, therefore, when I did close the, the doors to the store finally, I literally just, I, I was sunk. I mean, I just couldn't even... I didn't want to be in public anymore. I mean, I stopped volunteering at my kid's school, and I just really went underground because, one, and most importantly, I had, you know, three children who were much younger at the time, and they needed their mom back. I was working 70 hours a week plus coming home to a very, you know, dysfunctional environment with a very shut-down husband. So um, I needed to, to make up for some lost time and just absorb myself with my kids and meet all of their needs. And in the midst of that, I actually got really sick. I ended up with, um, and I'm a pretty healthy gal. I grew up on a big farm in Illinois, and I'm, you know, I'm one of those healthy as a horse gals. <laughs> but uh, I ended up with a, an intestinal infection, which, if it would have gone further, would have been considered diverticulitis. But it was very, very painful, and the doctor believes it was brought on by stress, which I absolutely, you know, totally agree with that. So I was dealing with that for a while, and um, we moved the house we were in. We ended up 
you know, putting on the market because it was a house we owned together. So not only did I close my business, lost my marriage, I had to move my kids <laughs> in the middle of the summer. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of things going on, and really, I just took that time. I mean, and I'll be honest, there were so many days where if I didn't have kids, I would not have gotten out of bed, where I didn't want to open my Bible. I felt like, okay, God, you brought me this far. Now what? Like, you know, divorce is truly the next closest thing to mourning a death. It's the death of a dream that you had for your life, your family, your kids. And um, and so, you know, there. I think you go through the stages of, of what you do when you mourn you know, the death of a, of a close one. And when I finally came out of that, I was able then to start, you know, reading scripture again. But you know what? I stopped going to church. I couldn't, I couldn't be, I felt like I was wearing the scarlet A, you know, like the letter A and just that, um, and whether that was true or not, you know, that was my perception at the time. I think I certainly, you know, would not have felt that way walking into various churches, but that's how I felt about myself. I, you know, I, I never, ever thought I would be divorced, and that's just not in my, you know, in my vocabulary. So for those two years, they felt like about 10 years. And even talking about it now, sitting here in my new store, which never would have thought that would have happened, at least not two years later, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's thriving. My kids are the best they've ever been. They're 13, 11, and 8 now, and um, they are just they're great, and I feel like God's protected them with, you know, like a plastic bubble around them, and I know a lot of people have been praying for them over the years, but it was a very dark time. But again, I'm so thankful, and I would do it a 100 times over because it's gotten me to where I'm at now to see, and, and by no means am I there yet. I have a long way to go, of course, as we all do, but I have such a a different reverence for the Lord now because I know, and that's the name of the store is one wing. I mean, I felt like I was flying with one wing for so long and I had to literally, you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps and say, okay, Debbie, that that's a bunch of baloney. You're not flying with one wing. You are a believer. You are equipped and armed, you know, with all that the Lord has to offer. And I've never been with one wing. I've got two wings and I'm flying high, even when I don't feel like it. So here I sit today, you know, two years later and it, it is night and day, but it's but I couldn't have gotten where I am now without going through all the the deep dark you know lonely places where I had to really cry out to God, and I know He didn't always answer because it was you know it was in His timing that He knew what He had to take me through and what He had to develop in me, and it's still a work in progress. You know what you have said some amazing things and just some, so many different layers that you've covered, but. Um, you know, I think as women, you, you brought up some good points. Um, you know, it, it's not like um, if those dark times happen, it's when, because we all will experience them, and sometimes they just hit us out of left field. And sometimes we know that it's kind of dark, but we we don't know what to do about it. And like you said, you were in this, um, you know, this marriage relationship, and you knew it wasn't going well. And, you, and sometimes we just put up with things, and, and we have so many other voices telling us what we should and shouldn't do. And so it's it's very um, it's paralyzing, and so I think so many times when you're on that end looking forward, you're in that dark spot. You can't see behind it. But then when you get to the other side, like where you are today, and you look back, and like you said, I wouldn't change things. I mean, the person that you've become now is is so different than the person that you were. And your children are healthy. You got great relationships. We only have about a minute. This has gone by so fast. What would you say to women now from your perspective, you know, on the other side that may find themselves at the beginning of the darkness or in the darkness, what are some words of encouragement you would 
you would say to them? Well, I would say that, you know, specifically speaking of divorce or relationship issues, you know, you're at a very vulnerable point, and it seems to be that some of us as believers love to, you know, judge others. And looking back, I wish that I wouldn't have listened to some of the things that were said to me and that, you know, I I needed to be on my knees to the Lord and, and only surround myself with people that were truly in my inner circle that I trusted and were my armor bearers. So that's the first thing I would say is protect yourself. You know, only God knows your heart and only God knows your situation. And everybody's situation is different behind closed doors. Um, but, you know, so I, and I would say to be still and just wait but, upon God, them. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We have to have you no, back at this time. If, if Patty and Lisa will be right back. Okay. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Lisa and Patty, and we have been talking about how God will never waste a hurt. And our next guest is a great friend of ours, Cheryl A. She's a ministry leader at um, Christ Church of the Valley, and we have just even watched her blossom through her, her and morph. 
Yes, and more through the pain. And you really do see it gives others hope because she has been an inspiration. And Cheryl, how are you this morning? I am doing wonderful, and good morning to you, too. It's been too long. Way too long. (laughs) (laughs) And you've had a crazy schedule. Just to even book you on this show has been, like, uh, just insane. So I don't know how you do it, but I know you do do it, and you do it well, I must say. I work well under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're just thankful to have you, Cheryl. And we just want you to share a little bit about your journey um, just through some of the pain and and going through a divorce. So rather than us say it all, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your life. Well, um, yeah, I think going through a divorce, whether you're in ministry or not, it's it's just a tough thing. It's painful. (laughs) And... um, you know, but there are some things that I definitely have learned through that, and there are some things that um, I definitely have spiritually matured <laughs> through that also. I think, one, I probably would have forgiven much sooner. Um, I think unforgiveness just robs us of an opportunity to be happy. And uh, how can we tell when we've forgiven is it doesn't hurt anymore? Uh, you can tell your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be in that person's presence and it doesn't bother you anymore. And I think that's really important. It's like if I have to, um, if I'm going to experience or expect forgiveness, then I have to extend it to others also. Mm-hmm. And experiencing God's grace should make me a person of grace. So I think that's one thing that I I have gotten from this. And, you know, there's no time frame on that either. And forgiveness does not mean forgetting. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, they think that they think. Okay, I can't forgive this person because that means I'm wiping away that saying it's okay what you did to me. Yeah, and exactly. You, you, it's it's okay to say that was wrong, but you can still forgive them. And you know, you said something the other day that I thought was just so profound. With um, I wanted you to share a little bit about your journal writing. And just in in journaling, you said you were able to release your own dysfunctions. And so many, we keep we hold on to our own dysfunction. Do we have dysfunctions? <laughs> I don't, of course. Um, I I think that's true. We just hop into another relationship, but we haven't really healed. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. It's such a good point. I must say. Why? Well, <laughs> well you know, I I went through all this. God became probably my best friend. Um, I know that sounds like the churchy answer, but um, he really did. I I could have turned probably into a lot of other vices, but my vice was uh, to be in prayer, read God's Word, and and I journaled. And I went through 13 journals, and they weren't all pretty. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like I figured God already knows what I'm thinking, so it's like I'm just going to put it out there. And and some of them were... Um, I read back on them and I have to laugh and I have to think that God probably got a pretty good chuckle out of some of mine too. But I'll tell you what, what I got from that is, um, that it's okay for me to be alone and I have, and I think people who go through divorce, women in particular, um, they're always afraid of being alone and I think, um, that's tough. Uh, but they have to be okay about that and they have to work on themselves, um, mentally, uh, to get healthy before they start dating because they're going to meet someone at their own level of dysfunction if they don't work on themselves first 
And um, and then you have to think of what does that do to the children if children are involved, because it's not a good start to start a relationship on the same level of your own dysfunction. So great point. And and it's like you know, if you don't do that and you start dating and now you have more rejection, more abandonment, and and what do the kids think of that also? Because it does hurt them, not just you. So it's it's a no win win situation unless you mentally get healthy and are okay about who you are. You know, I mean, I really hung on to my life versus Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I mean, I love it for, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You know, plans for me to prosper and 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 for giving me hope and a future. And it's like I really had to hold on to that promise. You know, that's what he promised, so it's like, that's what I'm going to trust. And, well, and you know, like, um, Cheryl, so many times I think when we're in those things, like you said, you had to be still, and you journaled, and you, you know, just for real. I, you know, I know for me, I want it to be over quickly, you know, and you want to put a time frame on it and go, I'm going to give my <laughs> this much time to get over this, and you really can't do that. You just kind of have to go, okay, God, what is the time frame? What are you trying to teach me? And I'm in this with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think we all want it on our day timer, but it's on God's day timer, (laughs) you know, um, and we have to be patient. And um, I don't do very well with patience. I think you guys probably already know that because of my personality type. (laughs) Yes. But but I was patient, and and he has blessed me more than I could possibly ask for. um, Or I deserve at this point in my life. So it's like I think... You know, you have to be, you have to stay true to who God made you to be, not what you have become because of your life circumstances. And that's a real important comment there. And I want to repeat it because I want people to get that. It as you're, as you're repeating it, just so you know, it's that profound. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have to be true to who God made you to be, not what you've become because of life circumstances. So many times when something happens in our life, we change. And that's like an insult to God because that's not who he made us to be. He made us a child of God, and he made us, you know, we are to trust him and look for him for answers. And and um, it's like I think that was very eye-opening to me also, um, very convicting. But I had to stay true to who he made me to be. Well, and don't you think so many times as women we allow those circumstances that happen to us to define us and we don't see ourselves beyond those? And that's why you said your life verse, you know, who, you know, I have plans for you to prosper you. And it's like we don't see that in ourselves. And that's where I know so many times Patty and I were, you know, like you're so about having a relational, you know, a relational purpose with each other because other people can speak into your life and, and go, that's not who you are. This is who I see you to be. And so we need people that really know us to to kind of encourage us past that. Oh, exactly. Accountability partners that are going to love you unconditionally and tell you the truth. And, <laughs> Even when the truth hurts. Yes. And being you know, because, because, you know what, I want to go back to your journaling for a moment because that's one thing mm-hmm. that I really struggle with is journaling because, I first of all, I don't take the time to really sit and be still and collect my thoughts. Because, like you said, sometimes it's scary, the thoughts that come out. But I know it's really healing because sometimes when you sit down to write, it's amazing the things that will start pouring out. And it's, it's such a great way just to release some of the stuff that you don't even know is in there. Um, when you do that, do you just – how? I mean, how, how long does it – when you sit down to write, 
Because that's um, so many times it's like, I want to do my life in bullet points and you know, <laughs> quickly get through. So can you kind of explain this a little bit about this journaling and the healing through that? Um, you know, I probably, I would take maybe sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. It kind of depends. Um, I always did it in the morning because that's when I'm, I'm at my best. It's like evening, forget about it. <laughs> but um, I would read through um, some of the Old Testament, some of the New Testament, and um, and then Proverbs. And it basically reading through, it would uh, uh, read through the Bible in one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did that, uh, there were always certain verses that just really spoke to my heart, which I feel was the Holy Spirit telling me uh, that you need to write this down. This is what I want you to hear today. And um, like forgiveness, uh, I remember uh, Ephesians 4, 32, be kind and compassionate um, to, to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Well, you know, it's like that's pretty convicting. It's like how can you not forgive when Christ forgave me? How do you say the Lord's Prayer without that? So it's like I would just journal, not a lot, I mean just a few paragraphs off of something that really spoke to me. And every time it was different because I went through the Bible about, I don't know, maybe five or six times. Mm. And uh, and when I would go through it, all of a sudden another verse would pop up that I totally didn't get last time. Yeah. But I but I was not meant to hear it then. <laughs> you know, I was meant to hear it, you know how when you read something and you're like, Oh, all of a sudden it makes sense. Yes. Um, well you hear it differently depending on like your frame of mind, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Of where you're at in your life. It's kind of it's it's uh, stages, seasons. Exactly. Seasons of your life. Um, wherever that may be. And you're gonna hear something different and then I would just write on it. And um and, and a lot of those verses I'll never forget uh, because I don't think he wants me to forget them. He keeps it right in the forefront. <laughs> well, we have two minutes, Cheryl, before. I mean, this time has just flown by, and you have said such um, just there's so many great tips that you've thrown out there. And we're just curious if you have something that you can say to the listeners that are in your, your or did they or in the situation that you were in, if you could just give them some tips and tricks on, on how to get beyond. Even I know you've said writing in the journals and, and healing the dysfunctions you have before you hop into another relationship mm-hmm. be an, another tip for them. Um, probably being disciplined enough to do the things that you don't want to do. And that might be reading through the Bible and, um, and journaling. Uh, it's not easy for everybody, but I think you have to be disciplined enough to do it because it's going to bring you out of that deep hole because that's where Satan wants you, by the way. <laughs> he, wants us to, he wants us discouraged, and uh, he wants us to feel alone. Um, and uh, I always look at it, 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 if someone were to read my life like a book, I want them to find Jesus in my pages. Hey, you know what, and that's such a great thought, and we only have, like, less than a minute, to 20 seconds. We just want to thank you just for coming on the show and just some great nuggets that we're going to even put on our website just so women can remind, um, can, can kind of go over this stuff, and the journaling, the prayer, the being still. Um, we just appreciate you sharing your heart and that there is life beyond. Absolutely. So much. Thank you. This is Girlfriend at Radio. We'll be right back.
This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune into Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. We're continuing our show talking about hurts and specifically hurts from relationships. Our next guest is another fabulous friend of ours, Christina Svindensen, that I always mess up your name, Christina. Yeah, we'll just go with Christina. Um, but, Christina, you, you have also gone through a divorce, and you are smack dab in the middle of Internet dating. So we just, oh. <laughs> we just know you have great information for us. So go there a little bit with um, how long you've been divorced and, and what happened through some of your hurts. And then we have some questions on um, Internet dating from you. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) What's that? I said thanks so much for having me on. Oh, you're exciting. It's (laughs) it's been really neat to listen to the other women and the experiences they've had and um, just knowing that there are other other women of faith out there who have had to go through the experiences not that you would ever wish it upon anybody else, but knowing that there's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel and great, great life to be able to live. Um, I have been divorced now for, I can't believe it's been four years. Um, I was married for about five years, and, and I actually entered a marriage that was faithless. 
um, as a person of faith, which um, it should be to no surprise that that did not end the way God would have wanted me to have it be. So I think um, what was important for me, first of all, leaving and exiting the the marriage, I um, had an eight-month-old child at the time, Mm. uh, was learning how to forgive myself and the part that I played in the decisions that I made for my life Um, and allowing God to um, continue to work in me and show me just the amazing grace that he has for all of us to uh, make decisions that he knows are not what he wants for us. So that was incredibly powerful, and I I think I instantly wanted to jump into a a relationship um, because I had never been alone. I, I I think since I was 15, I had a boyfriend or a serious relationship, and the month, the longest I had been alone was three months. So um, I attempted the Internet dating, I, I think, within the first year after my divorce, and was a big failure because I clearly had not come to terms with what I went through, um, decisions that I made, uh, decided who I wanted to be as a Christian woman, and you're you're constantly posed with a lot of different situations when you are meeting people through the internet, um, and it was very uncomfortable at times. So um, I had to take a step away and really allow God to work in my life, and it has been an amazing journey that um, I'm grateful for every single morning that I wake up. I, I think I uh, put myself in a position that allowed God to do nothing but work in me because I had no other choice. Um, I, I walked away from a job. I walked away from a house. I had no plans. I was a single mom at the time, but I knew it, it, he was working in me and he had such great things in, in place for me. Um, and it had nothing to do with, with being in a relationship. It had to do with being in a relationship with him. Um, and I, I loved what they said earlier about being alone and, and having to come to terms with that. And for me, I just, I think it was very important for me to know and to share that I, I have never felt alone um, in my single time, mm-hmm. but I have definitely felt lonely. So I think it's important to know that you've, you've got a God and a, and a Savior that is always present with you. All you need to do is get on bended knee and start the conversation, and it will take you in such beautiful directions and um, comfort that you would never knew existed being by yourself. So um, I just recently, as you girls know, started the Internet dating thing again, um, which I have a different perspective. I think I I truly know who I am as a child of God, and I know who I want to be as a mother to my daughter, Um, and I know the relationships I want to continue to have um, in my world that will continue to influence the decisions I make in dating. So I think that is so important to know. You know, it took four years. It it didn't take overnight. It didn't take six months, and there's not a timeline for it, but to know. I want people to know that it can take time, and it's okay, because the more you come to terms, the more you understand, the better of a person that you are for that person that you're going to date um, and for the other people that are in your life. So I have done the eHarmony route, um, which I, you know, I've done the match route, and now I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's a little more intensive, a little more time-consuming, um, but I think it lends itself to getting to know people a little bit better before you actually start meeting them. I will say, what you find in person 
can be very different than what you just spent maybe a month getting to know. <laughs> so I, I, I think um, meeting that person in person or even having a conversation on the phone, as, as you guys are aware, getting to know somebody in face-to-face uh, or in conversation is very different than email format or typing format or texting format. So, um, and, you know what, the, Tina, I love that you're, you're going there with that. Well, there's a couple things that you, you've said, and I like what you were talking about having to forgive yourself, and then you just have to get down on your knees and just pray, 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 because especially going into the whole Internet dating, if you're not praying this one forward, um, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, you have to do, let God go before you or you're going to be, you know, dealing with all kinds of, like, wackos that are just going to waste, basically waste your time. And then, again, the time waste of getting to know someone on the Internet, is if that chemistry isn't there, because I know even in just regular relationships, you can be talking to someone back and forth in, you know, chat or um, on the Internet, and they're so funny and so witty, and then there's no chemistry whatsoever, <laughs> When you get to know them face-to-face and you go, okay, I just poured out my soul to this person for the last six months, and I don't care if I ever see them again now. Absolutely. Ah. It it is. It's tough. And, you know, um, you spend a lot of time getting to know somebody uh, on the Internet um, before you meet them. And there's probably some information that you would not have normally shared had you met them in person first. Um, that it may, they may not have needed to know. So I think you need to be aware of it. And, and honestly, <laughs> uh, every single person that I choose to communicate with, I pray first. I, I have to pray first. I have to know that um, I am entering this from a perspective that is going to be right in God's eyes and that he will lead me in the right direction, whether it's to continue the conversation to take it uh, to a step of uh, interacting versus um, just uh, email format. So I, what I do like about eHarmony, too, is that they have allowed, uh, and it's different than what I did three years ago with them, they now have allowed uh, a way to move that process a little bit faster than going through the question and answer period. So I think that's important to know, too, when you're looking at a, a website that you've got some options to have uh, a secure conversation where phone numbers aren't shared, that you're having secure email where there's not an email address shared. Um, and that's all helpful and comforting. But, again, knowing that I'm entering each of these conversations with Christ in mind um, so that I, I, I'm not disappointed when it doesn't work out because I know that was his plan. Well, you know what? And and th- go ahead. And, and nothing has worked out yet. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, you know what, and I, I love, there's a couple things that just kind of pondery, but it's like it's, it's getting in a healthy spot yourself to be able, like you said, to pray, to discern, to be able to see, and not being too um, anxious just to jump back into relationship for security or to have, to not be alone. Um, and I think so many women do that because they just don't want to be alone, so they compromise just um, even values and and what they want just, just to have a man in their life. And I think that is it's so good to just go, you know, take time for yourself. Get to know who you are. Um, you know, what is best because you want to be in there for the long haul and you want to make wise decisions because it is so significant. A- absolutely. And, you know, I, I did just that, and I, but I did it in a marriage. I, I didn't just do it in a relationship. And it was, again, something I really had to um, come to terms with that and forgive myself. And I just, if anybody can take anything away from that, just to know that 
it's okay to walk away. Um, it's okay for you to take time and be alone and mm-hmm. uh, really, really serve uh, your God and get to know who you are in Him and what He wants. I love what the girl said earlier, too, that be who He wants you to be, not based off of the circumstances you lived in your life. It's very, very powerful realization to have and very comforting as a, as a person, as a woman, um, to know that he, he has a plan for you. Well, and you know what, one of the things, you know, it's like, I think so many times when you're in this spot, maybe you're in the in-between between between of a relationship, and it's a great opportunity, I think, for all of us, no matter what the hurt we're coming out of and before we go into the next season of our life, is um, kind of reinventing and redefining yourself. And sometimes that is, it takes being still, getting to know yourself, the journaling, the prayer, all mm-hmm. that, not rushing that season um, so fast. So take time to go, who really am I? And asking yourself some, some tough questions. You know, who am I? Who do I want to be? And who do I want to be with? And mm-hmm. asking those questions really from your heart and soul before you just jump into something um, just to, to kind of have the Band-Aid effect of not being alone. And we, right. only, have, we only have like a minute a um, little over a minute here to wind down the segment, which because this is great information. What would you say to women right now that are that are finding themselves on the you know on the harmony whatever, looking for a relationship? What what are some things that you would leave right now with them? Well, definitely be patient. Um, it, you're looking at pictures. You're looking at uh, a very well thought out information. Um, it's not it, what people write on a profile is not something that you would normally hear in a conversation. So um, just be self-aware and 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 be comfortable with um, putting yourself out there, but also be very very cognizant of how much information that you share. I, I think it is a great tip um, if you're in prayer and and feel comfortable to. Uh, have a secure phone call so that you can get a better understanding of the chemistry you may have in conversation. Um, and if you do decide to meet with somebody that the, those that love you are aware um, that they are praying for you during the interaction and that they know where you are just for a safety standpoint, I don't think we, any of us ever want to be in a position where we are um, at a lunch or a dinner or coffee and feel uncomfortable and, and not know that other people know we're there. So I think it's important to protect yourself as well. Um, because it, it, you you want to be able to walk away and uh, feel know that you're going to get home safely. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for sharing your heart and some great tips. And Patty, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to Girlfriended. This morning has been um, just some very interesting conversations about God never wasting a herd, and how can we get past the herds, whether it's been in a relationship um, with a significant other, with a husband. And right now we're talking to our special friend, Lori Wilhite. And, Lori, we're so glad to have you on the show. We're going to be talking about something that is kind of near to all of our hearts, too, is like the hurts from a friend and in relationships. And I don't think there's a woman alive that has experienced a significant friendship that hasn't been hurt. Um, right. Welcome to Girlfriend It, Lori. Thank you. It's always so good to be with you guys. Well, we love being with you and having you play in our sandbox with us. Um, it, it, today we're talking about just the hurts, and I know we've had conversation about we have all experienced hurts in a friend. Can you kind of address, um, I know it hasn't been too long, and just kind of explain that just what, what happens in a friendship when it kind of goes left? Yeah, you know, I, probably, oh, I'm going to say two years ago now, uh, just completely out of left field for me, I got a phone call from um, a lady who had been my very best friend for about five or six years, and I mean, we had done everything together. We had done ministry, and we had started a whole ministry for teenage mothers. We had worked on that for years together. She lived about a block from me, and um, got a phone call from her, and and literally, she said, I cannot do this anymore. It is too hard to be your friend. And mm-hmm. I thought, you've got, I, I didn't even know what to say. I was stunned and um, shocked. And, you know, 
I know myself well enough to know that I know understand that I come with baggage as a friend, and um, part of that is you know just me, and part of that is that you know we're in leadership and and in ministry, but I cannot tell you how it felt like a dagger to me. I could not believe it, and my first reaction was, I have to fix this. Yes, I have to band-aid this. I have to. What do I need to do to make this fixed? And so I went over, I tried to paste everything back together, and I tried that for months, several months, trying to just put it back together. But something had been really broken in that first conversation that no matter how many Band-Aids I put on it, um, it wasn't healing, you know, the core issue. And um, sadly, a lot of things happened over about nine months where I just, worked and worked and worked trying to fix that relationship. Um, but it ended up that uh, she decided that that was not what she wanted and, and kind of stopped talking to me and all of that stuff. And all of that was, it was a really sad time. It was about a nine-month journey there. And at the end of it, I had to sit and think, you know, there's a verse that says, as long as it depends on you, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all people. And I had to like, look at myself and say, have I done as much as it depends on me? Yes. Have I done all the things that I needed to do to try to make this friendship work, to try to offer forgiveness, to try to apologize, to recognize my own shortcomings and all of those things. And if I have, then I'm going to have to be okay. And, um, at that point is where I really feel like God started to reveal a lot of things to me, not just about friendships, but about myself and relationships. But it was a rocky, uh, you know, nine months to a year there of a lot of hurt for me. And I mean, I'm sure for her, too. It was a, it was a sad time to let a very lengthy friendship like that um, kind of die. You know what? And that is, I, you know, just hearing the story, I think we can all, it, it's like a divorce. You know, when that happens, as you let your heart engage with another, you know, friendship, and it's like it's a friendship divorce, and I think it is so hard, especially when you're um, in a position of leadership or in in leadership in the church, it's so hard not to take it personal um, on so many different Mm -hmm. levels because there's somebody that you serve with, that goes, you know, that you see, and it affects affects so much of you, and and I think... um, I don't know, it's so many levels because then it makes you question yourself and, and you don't understand why. And that betrayal is so hard. And I think so many times as women, because we are so relationship-minded and wired that way, that that is one area where you can really devastate us is by getting into our, you know, our friendships and, and right. like stirring the pot and tearing those up. Well, and so many times, I know with Lisa and I, you know, we've already d- dripped blood for our friendship and <laughs> but when you don't do that, you don't know how to go back and and define the relationship. You don't know how to go back and go, what happened? Did I? How did I hurt you? Where is this going? Like you do in a in a husband wife relationship, and so that right. it's complicated because you don't have the open communication like that. Yes, yes, and yeah, the, thanks for the commitment on both sides to make it work. It's easy for one person. And I think what's so hard about that is that person, like you said, can just leave. And you're like, what do you mean you're just leaving? This is not working. You can't be my friend. And it's like Mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it. It's such a helpless thing. 
It, it is. It's, it's very hopeless feeling and it's very scary because the truth is if you're, if you really have a deep friendship like you two do and like a lot of women do, there's been moments and times of vulnerability there. You've probably been very open and honest about challenges and things. And so when that breaks down, I mean, not only was I hurt in dealing with that side of it, but I was dealing with a lot of fear, too. I thought, I don't know what's going to happen. Can I trust her that she's going to keep the things that we talked about in confidence? Is she going to try to hurt me? You know, I had all of those things, too, because when we're vulnerable with other people, it's a risk. And I think it's a risk that we need to take and we need to make ourselves you know, vulnerable to people and keep that open. But it's really hard when that breaks down as well. Um, I think the tendency when that happens, and it was for me, is for us to put our arms up, cover our faces, (laughs) hunker down, and not get hurt again. And um, somebody opened my eyes to a scripture that Paul, it's when he starts one of the letters, that he, he says, I open my arms wide to you. And I think in relationships, a lot of times that's how we started friendships and relationships. We're just going to open our arms wide to people. We're going to love them. We're going to be open and honest and vulnerable and and authentic with them. And then as those relational hurts come, we don't open our arms. We start to close Mm -hmm. them and protect ourselves and huddle down. And, um, you know, I don't want to live my life that way in a defensive position, but, um, you almost have to fight against that so that you can, you know, God can bring other relationships and other friendships into your life and that you still have those open arms for them. And I love what you're saying about all that because that is so true because once we get hurt, we are so shy. And we know of so many women that go, I am never going to let another woman hurt me again. And so they just close up and they don't take the risk. And we know relationships are risky. And it goes, how much are you willing to risk? Because there's also, I mean, some of the best times in life are with your friends and in relationships. It's not alone. So it's like you're, you're stopping yourself from experiencing some incredible moments. But at the same time, how do you, you got to guard your heart a little bit because it really, it's, it, your heart gets stomped on. And, and in that situation like you're talking about, and, and Patty and I both have had those too, you, you, you're just bleeding, you know, and you just want somebody to stop the bleeding because it's hurt so bad. Um, what would you say, and, and I know like even women in leadership, especially when you're in leadership, it's like, how do I know I can trust you? Like you said, you, they almost, we, we, Patty and I tell each other, we have blackmail on each other. It's like, you could really do that. <laughs> That's right. I know, Patty, maybe you and I should talk later about that. <laughs> Laurie. <laughs> I love you, Lisa. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think, Obviously, any kind of relationship is going to take a lot of time to build trust. That does not happen. Hey, we have coffee for an hour, and now I completely trust you, and let me tell you all my, you know, deep, dark fears and secrets and struggles. It takes, uh, it takes time to build those things, and time is something that's hard to come by in life in general. And um, so, you know, really building that over time. Now, For me personally, especially when you consider leadership as a a piece of my life and and what I do, I have found um, that God has brought people that are walking that same road into my life, that same road of leadership. It may not be exactly the same kind, but that similar road of leadership. And those, I know there's safety there. 
Mm-hmm. They may not agree with me about everything. You know, they're going to hold me accountable and have some stuff I want them to. But there is a little bit of a, uh, just the, the common nature of what God has called us to um, brings just a, a little bit of a something that binds our hearts together, but also brings some safety there in that they un- understand the road that I'm walking on because they've lived it themselves, or if they haven't, they... Um, can imagine it or have imagined it before. And so, um, you know, whether that is I'm a mom of a, you know, two-year-old, something about being around other moms of toddlers, it kind of gives you that really common ground to start to build on. And and then just that piece plus some time is, I think, how you get to that place where you can be vulnerable and open in a relationship and in a friendship. And that is such good, good words of wisdom. And we only have less than two minutes, unfortunately, because um, this is such a hot topic for women, is about just relationships and friendships. And so many women either um, they don't take the time or they see relationships as a luxury or they have been wounded and so they're not interested anymore. And so many times our woundedness in friendships and relationships goes back to junior high and high school days. And women can't even right. those wounds um, and not just even fresh. But it is really hard. And um, I know we only have one minute, but... What is one tip you would say to, to, to learn how to be discerning in a friendship? Do you know what's a red flag that you've learned to see and go, okay, this is something I, I need to be aware of? Is there something you can identify that you would tell women to know this is going to be a healthy friendship or this is not going to be a healthy friendship? Well, the number one thing I look for is how they talk about other people when they're with me. <laughs> because I know if they're talking about other people in a negative way when they're with me, odds are they're probably going to talk about me in a negative way with someone else. And so um, I also watch that for myself. Am I being the kind of friend that I want to have? And so I watch the way I talk about other people with them as well. But if somebody is talking in a negative way about their husband or they're slamming their other friends, that is one of those flags that I hightail it the other way. And that is a great tip. That is a great way to end this show. And, Lori, we so appreciate you sharing your heart. And this painful thing that you are an amazing friend, and we love you, love you being on this show. Thank you for joining us at Girlfriended. Have a great day. This is Lisa and Patty. Talk to you next time. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.